1: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max—the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier Seventeen. Brought to you by Chase. Jay, what were you just telling me during the break?
1: Yeah, so I made a mistake. I misspoke. Jokic what? didn't play in the game in Denver last year. Last year, not in one. Philadelphia. It was this year. Last, yeah, yeah. And last year, yeah,
2: last year. Because they only played they, twice this year. That exactly. was the reason this rematch was such exactly. a big deal. Yes. Right, yeah. And
1: hence, like that was a big thing, like but nobody made stop that from Jokic getting the MVP award last year.
2: Right. Right? So. Right, which NH was close last year. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. All right. Do
1: you think I'm am I too old to change my
3: name? Why to what do what? you wanna change it to? Wait, I don't know. What makes you, you think Joe? you wanna change your name all of a sudden? To what? What are you gonna change your name to? I don't know, I just was thinking if I changed my name, would that like would that be cool if I just like all of a sudden Became something else. You thinking like Joseph else. or something, like
2: Prince, like a sign? This is no, no. He's I referring to something that's going on in the world right now. Someone just no. Changed their just, name or something? just
3: change my name to something,
2: right? If, what if I just change it to Max Johnson? Like, Max it's just changing. It. There's Johnson. two Maxes on the show. That could be a little confusing. Keith, can right?
1: I can I ask you a question? So I was talking to my wife last night, and I I was like, Keith, there's only one person to get advice on this.
2: So every I'm the one person.
1: Yes, because because I, I need to know the way you would handle it because I'm going to handle it that way. I think I know what I want to <laughs> do, but I need your advice. Okay. So my next door neighbor, Uh-oh. every morning at two thirty <laughs> yes. in the morning, yes, during winter time, yes. they have a lot of dogs. They let their dogs, <laughs> <out> <laughs> yeah, at two thirty in the morning, and their dogs bark and howl for oh. an hour and a half, two hours. What they leave them you, outside. Yes, right next door. And you typically three in the morning. leave at what time? I leave the house at 345. So but it wakes my kids up. No, I understand. And it, it throws off the whole schedule. So, like, I don't know what my wife said. We should write a letter i like write a letter. I, I want to go over there, but no, you go, been, go. But you catch we've been them. in the house for two and a half years. Have still not met our neighbors officially.
3: No, you catch them. Oh, catch a them, Catch them pulling in their driveway or something like that. Like when you see them, then you go over there and you just tell them, say, my, you know, I got little ones and the dogs. When you let them out, they keep us up. They wake us up and keep my kids up, so it throws us off schedule. You know, I don't mind you letting your dogs out to do their business or whatever. When you leave them outside for you know extended period of time, it affects what we're doing.
1: And then that's the conversation. That's what I want to say. But my wife is yeah. like, no, nah, we don't. We no, don't the, know, letter, you know, the letter
3: that's stuff, that's the, no. She wrote a whole letter last night. No, we're not like, doing the letter. That's the only like, time yeah, we do. Just go talk to her. Jay, only time we do the letters is when we're, we're mad at some sort of uh, restaurant and, uh, airline. Right. Okay. We're for,
2: or airline. We looking Or you yeah. could leave a note saying you'd like to speak. Right? Like yeah, something I, like that. Yeah, I'm going to
1: knock on the door. Though. I ain't got time yeah. to be writing That's letters. That's my thing. I always want to come over and- Yeah, but, go knock on the door. But we have been Just next to him door. for two and a half years, and <laughs> we know everybody else in our neighborhood but them. It's a little strange.
3: I Fear that, thy man. neighbor. There's yeah. a show on ID Network.
1: <laughs> You know that, right, Max?
3: What's that? It's called fear thy neighbor. Fear thy, fear thy neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> On ID Network. It's, it's See, I need that work. It's neighbors. I don't listen. Do not want to go I, over. It's I seriously. Say, it's the gate or the or the line, the the the, the lot line. Yes. you know, In. It's always something of fear thy neighbor. They're all, it's always something, Jason. got to think grow about that, too. Thing, yeah. That's what I'm saying, oh, oh, man. The, de- why are your hedges over my... A,
1: why do you your cut
2: this? Your kids are, on my oh, man. Move your head, yeah. Your kids along, are man.
1: playing in
3: my driveway. That's, That's my wife like, said. write the letter.
1: Send the letter. I'm like, I'm going to say something. No,
3: hey, Jay, no, you get it's better do things in
2: person.
1: When
3: you get home, streaming on ID Network, and then you may change your mind about knocking
2: on the door. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, well, you know who else is knocking
3: on the door? All right. Listen. No, you say you, you, that's not the way you should have said it. You should have said, speaking of fear, no one's been fearing Bill Belichick lately. Ooh,
1: you Ooh.
2: okay, you're getting good at this? <laughs> oh, he's getting good at this. What does it say about you? <laughs> well, I'm not very good at it. I'm joking. Max. Bill Belichick <laughs> cites... The Patriots last twenty-five years oh, you love for this why topic. they why fans should be optimistic. You love this topic. Weeks off. You love Bill this Belichick. topic. Twenty-five years. Bill, you had Brady for twenty-two of them. how the last three go? Man, Mike, right. stop. Uh-oh. Stop, man. Bill Belichick <laughs> at the press conference. You're gonna hear this with the question why fans should have hope for this team that's gonna finish last in the division. Listen.
4: What would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? the last 25 years
2: the intrepid mike reese asking the question our very own so he incites the last 25 years all right key listen to teddy brewski on a terrific show on espn called this just in handsome host 2 p.m eastern listen to teddy brewski One of Belichick's players who won three rings in New England. Thanks to Tom Brady. Listen to Brewski talk about Belichick's comments.
5: I'm very surprised that Bill Belichick would say that. Um, How he would refer to the past. Because I've been in countless team meeting rooms when the very first meeting of the season, what comes out of his mouth is this. I don't care what you've done in the past. Pro Bowl, All-Pro, all this, all that, leading the league and all this and all that. The past does not matter. So this is a shift to me in the mentality of Bill. I don't know what he was thinking saying that. And if I was in the locker room, I'd check him right now. That's something that he should not say. And it's something that's, that's not a message that he should convey to his players who can possibly see that.
2: Hey, Teddy Bruschi is going to join us in 20 minutes. Here's the thing, Keith, to me. I'm very curious to hear what you're gonna say about this. But to me, i I hear I hear another Teddy, Teddy Atlas, here at ESPN, famed boxing trainer, who worked under Cus D'Amato, you know, Mike Tyson's trainer, among many others, Floyd Patterson, many others throughout history. And Cus talked a great game and the philosophy that Teddy understood from his own experience about principles, right, and how you conduct yourself. But the real test of that is when it's inconvenient for you. So like one of the things that Teddy observed guys was that when Mike Tyson was coming up, Cus would let a lot of the rules slide cuz he wanted Tyson to be champ. And 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 with Tyson acted out, he wouldn't discipline him like the other fighters and to Teddy it's like, "Wait a minute, now it's inconvenient for you to do it." That doesn't mean you don't get to do it. You got to do it when it's hard, too. So so to me that's what it sounds like like Belichick talked to talk when he had Tom Brady when they had a chance to win the Super Bowl every year. Now three years go by, no no playoff wins. He made the playoffs; it's good considering who he's working with. But he's a GM; he acquires the talent. Now that it's inconvenient, now that it's hard, now you look back and say, "Look at the last twenty five years." And Teddy called him out on it. Key, yeah, but what do what do you stick optimism about optimism
3: about where this team is headed? Right, this is what Mike Reese asked and- him in asked that question and that's what he gave him on the answer. 25 years of it of success. Here's why I don't have a problem with what Belichick said is because he realized a year ago, he completely screwed it up And coaches that feel good about their teams and where they're at in terms of their team and what they feel good about. They say things boldly. So what he's letting everybody know is it's going to be something to be reckoned with this year. Last year it was a trial period with Joe Judge and experimenting with Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator. That's no more. The defense was solid. The offense stunk up the joint. So, what does he do? He go out and get it goes out and get a familiar face in Bill O'Brien. So, he feels good about where they're at and where they're going to be. So, yeah, he's going to go back into the past because that was success with the diff, with the play caller and Bill O'Brien. So he feels now bold enough to say, look at my last 25 years. That's why you're going to have optimism about what I'm doing and what we're going to do. And if you don't want to believe it, then that's on you. So I don't have – I personally don't have a problem with it because they, that experiment that they had last year completely failed. That's why he got rid of him and went and got Bill O'Brien. This is why – think about it. He got rid of them. He tried something. Oh, I'm the genius. Look, I could turn anybody into offensive coordinator. Well, nah. Uh-uh. I need okay. a real offensive coordinator. Max, okay.
1: let me pose this to you yeah. very quickly. Don't we appreciate people who realize that a mistake has been made and they pivot very quickly off that mistake? Quickly. Right? So, like, I, I, I do believe that this is one of those characteristics of people who are winners or who are successful, right, the ability to recognize, you know what? I tried it this way, it didn't work, so let me do a quick change, let me revamp some things. I may have had a decision that I'm stuck with as it relates to Mac Jones, and I still have to pan that one to see if it turns out. But inevitably, if I surround them with the right staff, maybe that increases my odds of
2: winning games. Well, Lamar Jackson's available. I mean, look, here's the problem. Key, I hear what you're saying. I've heard excuses being made. Uh, Field Yates was talking about, well, the division's hard now. What? That's an excuse? Division was... So bad for quarterbacks for twenty years, and he well, had division, Tom
3: Brady. The division was yeah it for was quarterbacks. Not great. I'm saying right it wasn't for great.
2: twenty years. You have the greatest of all time, and you're playing. You know, Key alone had about fifteen quarterbacks on the Jets. The point is that that uh, so now the division's tough, and that's in, There's no excuse. Hey, look. Bottom line is this: this is year four we're heading into without Brady. It's year ten altogether as a head coach without Brady. Uh, he Now he's doing things the way you should trust because of the success of the last 25 years, most of them with Tom Brady. All right, so you're going to make the playoffs and win a playoff game, right? Right? But, year but, 10? But, but you're Max, gonna win one, are you going to win a playoff game they or not? Missed,
3: they, they went to some Super Bowls early in Tom Brady's career, and they didn't go back to a Super Bowl for damn they were in near, 11 years. the playoffs every
2: year, Key, and they were but usually they,
3: making runs. Okay. They, they, again, they won the Super Bowl with Teddy Bruschi Lawyer Malloy, Willie McGinnis, and I can go Tyler lock sure. go on and on and on. Those first three so Super Bowls. So you don't Bowls. need
2: a great quarterback to win the Super Bowl,
3: right? But wait, those so first we'll three it. those first three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They didn't get back to a Super Bowl, I believe, for like 10, 10 year- 11 years. That's right,
2: but in those 10 years, they went to AFC Championship games. They won the division. They made. They won playoff you, games. Is there
3: not such a thing as a transition period? Is there not such Keep. a thing as a transition How period? How many years should
2: that, a transition period be?
3: I would say three.
2: Okay, well, three is up. Three years. So now we're in year four. He's going to win a playoff game, right?
3: I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game or not. Are they going to make I the I certainly playoffs? feel better about where their staff is at now than they were a year ago. That's for damn clear. sure. Bill Belichick and I think is- Bill Belichick feels the same way and Mr. Kraft feels the same way. In fact, Mr. Kraft said yesterday that they tried some experiment that did not work. They feel better about where they're at now. Because they made the necessary adjustments, Heart just warming. like
2: Jay, just like Jay spoke about in a quick pivot. Hey, let me be very clear: Bill Belichick is arguably, maybe he even has the best argument as the greatest coach who ever lived in the history of the NFL. Right? You know, Vince Lombardi might want to have a word with you know a couple other guys, <laughs> but he has a good argument for it. I'm not yeah. taking any credit away for what he did with Tom Brady; that he deserves credit for that. But I'm also I'm noticing kidding, the fact. Man. That he's entering year 10 without Brady. He's sitting on one playoff win. I don't I, think he's going to get a second year. Let me ask you this, this question before so we move on. So when he says 20, last 25 me, years, me, he's playing mostly Brady. Let me ask you
3: this question before we move on. Go ahead. You always say his general manager skills, right? They mm-hmm. suck. They're not good. Well, I don't think they suck, but it's, you well, know. D- okay, I use suck. They're not good. That's better. Okay? Did he not discover Tom Brady? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, end of discussion, man.
2: So in, in other discussion. words, he's a good GM, right?
3: In the discussion. So he's a he's he a great GM a in the sixth and a great coach that who went can't on win a playoff game without Tom oh, Brady stop. in ten years. Stop! If I got if I got Magic Johnson for twenty years, and then all of a sudden I Magic retires and I miss the playoffs a couple years and don't win a playoff game, all of a sudden I'm not I don't have good general manager skills.
2: Jerry West came up with Kobe. What's Man, he gonna stop. Do? Lamar's My out there. T-
1: Phil Jackson. Bye. Phil Jackson didn't do too well uh, I'm with bottom, the Knicks. After let's just bottom line it. Can he Michael win Jordan. a playoff just, game but without he was a Tom GM Brady, versus Another one, because he's won one coach. in
2: nine years. Can he win another one? We're going to ask our GM I don't think he's going to win another Super Bowl. No, I just need a playoff game. I don't need a yeah,
3: Super
1: Bowl. Of course he can. You
3: two okay, are,
2: well, it ain't going to happen this year, two, or is it? Let's go, Max. Got to go
3: to break. We're going to ask our GM. About you want to know why the Bill GM. won't come on the show?
2: I don't want to know why he come on the so show. He can only come on this. the show when people worship at his altar? It's or can he come you on two. the show and face facts?
4: KJ. Your facts. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot com. J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
4: What would you say to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? 25
3: years. The New England Patriots right now, under Bill Belichick, who is the general manager, are not doing enough to win games.
5: This is a shift to me in the mentality of Bill. I don't know what he was thinking saying that, and if I was in the locker room, I'd check him right now. That's something that he should not say, and it's something that's not a message that he should convey to his players who can possibly see that.
2: Kijan, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Serious XM Channel 80, we are joined now by Bill Belichick disciple, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Defend your guy now, Mike. Not just me. His own player is saying, you just heard Teddy Bruschi say, hold on, you're not supposed to point backward. But he sounds a little defensive, Mike. My last 25 years, most of which were with Brady, by the way. Look, at that's why you should be optimistic. What do you think about what Teddy Bruschi said about, about Bill Belichick?
6: Yeah, good to be with you guys. Uh, yeah, Teddy's calling it like he sees it. You know, Coach Belichick always talks about ignore the noise and we're going to move forward and how we're going to win this week's game. But look, he's a prideful guy. He has a lot to be proud of. He's going to go down as one of the all time great coaches, if not the best. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, the wrong reporter asked him the wrong question on the wrong day. And, you know, he was really speaking the truth. Like, if there's anybody that deserves to bend for the doubt, it's Bill Belichick.
2: Yeah, twenty-five and twenty-five, five hundred coach since Tom Brady left. Uh, under five hundred, if you count the playoff loss. Well, Mike, it's like, good. He's good. That's a solid NFL coach. No question you, about
1: it. You Mike, are unbelievable, Max. Mike. Like I said to Max, you guys, so like, Tom, Mike. I, let me say this real quick. Like one of the best guys. I, I've been around Coach K for a long period of my life. Right. One, one of the beautiful things about him is he's quick to own when he messes up, and he pivots in a different direction. Like, isn't that a characteristic of somebody who is successful? The ability to recognize, hey. I took a stab at this. It didn't work. Now it's time to pivot
6: and let's find different answers. Jay, well, I totally agree. And I think that's what Bill Belichick did. You know, last year he went out with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. It didn't work. I think he owned it by hiring Bill O'Brien as soon as he possibly could. So to me, if he rolled back out with the same staff last year, I think that's a really fair point. But, um, you know, Max, he is 500, but let's not forget about those six rings. Like, those do count for something. I'm, wait, Mike,
2: 100%. He's. I think you're right. I think he probably has the best argument as the greatest NFL coach who ever lived. So is that high enough praise for everyone? Let's start there, right? I'm acknowledging the things you're acknowledging. But why are people so scared to acknowledge the thing that I'm acknowledging? But nobody, nobody right? Like scared, I'm saying, nobody's scared, Max. I, but, but, but it just he, sounds ridiculous. I, I get Man. it, but I'm acknowledging the good, but I'm also willing to look at the rest of it without Tom Brady. As a head coach, he has one playoff win entering year ten without Tom Brady. I think it's time he gets another playoff win. Don't you guys? It's it's, it's like
3: yes. a point. It's like the point. If you if you wanted to start to break it down and start. Uh, dissecting coaches when they would with quarterbacks and without quarterbacks. It's like saying Jimmy Johnson was a bad football coach because he had he won great at Miami in college, he won in Dallas with the triplets. But when he got to the Miami Dolphins, he couldn't figure out with Dan Marino how to get
2: things done. He, like, he's also do the do GM. That. There are quarterbacks flying around the league Stafford and Rodgers and Lamar and Deshaun. There's quarterbacks flying all over the place. So, as the GM of the team, it's also not an excuse. Oh, look at him! He has Mac Jones. I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm saying he got, what, what, what timetable do we have, Mike, for Bill Belichick to win a playoff game without Tom Brady? We're entering year four. Is it five, six, ten, infinity? What is it?
6: I think they're going to compete this year. I think they need two things, guys. They need a number one receiver, and I think someone like De'Andre Hopkins would be a perfect fit for them from a standpoint. He can win outside. I like Smith-Schuster, but he's not in the same class as De'Andre Hopkins. So I would start there, and I think they need another offensive lineman. I think the strength of this team for years was their physicality on both sides of the ball, and I think they've lost that. I don't think Riley reached the answer. Isaiah Wynn was a massive disappointment, and I think if they could go get a guy like You know, D-Hop from Arizona, drafted an offensive lineman. I think they have a star in their running back in Ramondre Stevenson, and they have a really good defense. So they could be in the top seven in the AFC this year.
3: Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, NFL front office insider. Joining us this morning Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Mike, how surprised were you, though, that Lamar Jackson dropped a bombshell yesterday saying, hey, I already asked the Ravens to trade me back on March 2nd because they certainly haven't put the money on the table the way that I wanted them to, so I'm up out of this, you know what. How surprised were you about that?
6: Yeah, Key, I was surprised by the timing of it, and look, I think you can make an argument now, Key, that you could come out in the draft with the way the collective bargaining agreement is. You may not need an agent, but boy, I think he needs one right now, and, and that treat was a good example of it. He deserves to get paid by any metrics, his age, his accomplishments, his character, on field, off field, and it's disappointing that it's had us to go to Twitter, and Look, I don't know if that tweet on the first day of free agency would have changed things. We'll never know. But, you know, you look at teams like certainly the Raiders could have looked at him, the Saints, amongst others. You don't know who else could have been involved. And if he shows flexibility in his contract, I am sure he would get an offer sheet. That needs to be communicated. If I'm Baltimore, I am still trying to get a long-term deal done. And to me, when I look at this, guys, I see a compromise roughly about 123 to $125 million, fully guaranteed on a three-year deal, much the way Kirk Cousins signed a fully guaranteed deal when he left Washington and went to Minnesota five years ago.
1: Mike, your GM mock draft drops today. You have Bryce Young going number one
6: in your draft. Why? He's the best player in the draft. He is a playmaker. He is a guy that when you look at his body of work over the last three years – over 80 touchdowns only 12 interceptions I think he's a better athlete than people give him credit for he has great anticipation it was razor thin over CJ Stroud I just thought Bryce young at the end of the day guys made more plays with his feet
3: you like Christian Gonzalez at seven to the Raiders I like him corner that transferred from Colorado to Oregon long fast fluid I-, I like him a lot what do you see in him uh Mike that you have him sitting at seven.
6: Very similar key. I think he could play man-to-man on the outside. He's long, a little bit like Sauce Gardner. And to win in the NFL, you have to be able to play man-to-man on third down key. And I think from a attribute standpoint, there's a couple other guys I like. I like Devin Witherspoon a lot as well. But I think Gonzalez really fits today's game. And if you're in the AFC West and you got to play Kansas City and the Chargers every year, you got to be able to cover man-to-man.
2: Mike mm. Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider you can see him on such hit shows as this just in 2 p.m eastern on espn mike i'm going to listen to what you say i put a lot of stock in it patriots should be competitive this year and therefore (laughs) there's no excuse for a coach who's 72 and 74 lifetime without tom brady as his quarterback there's no excuse for him to not at least win one more measly playoff game and now his 10th season without brady Got it. I got it. I'll file that. Ma-
6: Max, <laughs> yes. does does he deserve any credit for developing Tom Brady? I, uh, or did Tom? Or did does I does not Tom give Brady him enough out? credit? Did when I, I said, not say that already? To said, Max
2: J. Hey, hey, did he, not he, say he that? just addressed me. Let me answer. Did Gee. I not say that based on that he probably has the best argument in history as the greatest coach who ever lived? I'm giving him that credit. Why can't you guys also criticize him where he falls short? That's the question.
3: We can't criticize him. We're not just going to fictitiously make up some 72
2: stuff. and 74. Okay. Uh, can we make continue? Mike Tenenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Mike. All right, All right Mikey. Mikey. ESPN football analyst Teddy Bruschi on Bill Belichick and the Pats' future coming right up. This is right, right
3: up. up your
1: alley. Look at him. He just devil. <laughs> like, like a
2: devil. <laughs> The whole time. He's
1: just Sad a devil, Jake. Oh. As soon as kid. it came up yesterday, as soon as the topic happened and Bill Belichick spoke, I said, Oh no, that's the last one. Look I how Randy's key. turning He's I turned turning key five percent right with that last
2: the, uh, diatribe. All right.
7: Gross. <laughs>
6: The
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
4: What would you say to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? the 25 years
3: the new england patriots right now under bill belichick who is the general manager are not doing enough to win games.
5: this is a shift to me in the mentality of bill i don't know what he was thinking saying that and if i was in the locker room i'd check him right now that's something that he should not say and it's something that's not a message that he should convey to his players who can possibly see that
2: Keyshawn, j will and max and I'd like to welcome in now a man who will tell you the good and the bad. He's just going to tell what you happened? what he sees. Teddy Bruski. ESPN football analyst. You can follow him oh, at Teddy Bruski. Oh What's up, Ted? Max,
8: how you doing? I knew I shouldn't have said that on your show. It just gave you too much joy, my friend. Uh, <laughs> well, that—that's uh, a
4: separate issue, actually. You should have <laughs> seen Teddy. First thing he said on the call. If you could
1: have seen what Teddy Bruschi, who was so passionate, he said it on the show today. We got to talk about this all day tomorrow on the show. But I
2: respect that Teddy because you—you you won three Super Bowls with a man. You were a Belichick player, and you have great admiration for him as perhaps the greatest coach who ever lived, and he deserves that. But that doesn't mean he's perfect. No one's perfect. And you have to be able to see people and, and call out where people human beings come up short. How likely is it, Teddy, that Belichick... Well, before you even get there, can you? what do you think about all this now that you've had a day to reflect, that Belichick brings up the reason for optimism going forward is the last 25 years?
8: Um, I, I don't feel any differently about, about my reaction to it. And I just saw Mike Tannenbaum on your show, and I... You know, I love Mike T. And he said he almost um, talked about the resume, which is Bill Belichick and everything he's done in the past. And I agree. I mean, everything you can say and Key and Jay, what you guys can say of everything that Bill's done in the past is absolutely correct. Um, One of the best coaches of all time. I'm there. I'm there with that, fellas. But I was taught by that very same man when I was a player there that anything you've done in the past means absolutely nothing going into the next season and so when i think it might have been mike reese that asked that question he says you know the the optimism and then i know mike reese you know from being with espn for 14 years now how mike is wanted something to give the fans for positive positivity and hope and but bill came back with the last 25 years and he brought up the past but he's the one that taught me that nothing matters. So that's why I had that reaction to where going into next season, it's going to, it's based on the work that you put in, what you already put in with free agency, whatever a head coach and general manager has to do. I was on teams that held coaches accountable just as much as other players. So when they made a coaching mistake or something was off message, there was discussion and there was sometimes confrontation. So That's just who I am. And so when I see Bill say something like that, it's surprising to me because it's against the message that he preached for so many years being in the meetings, you know, here we go. We won a Super Bowl last year, but it doesn't matter what we did last year. I don't even care if you're all pro. I don't care if you're a pro bowler, 10-time pro bowler. All of that stuff, that's what he tried to convey to his players about looking forward, and it looks like there was a shift. And I was just caught off guard and that was my uh, immediate reaction there.
3: Yeah, and nothing was wrong with nothing was wrong with your reaction at all, Teddy, and, and when you said that on this just then, two PM, handsome host the whole deal. Um <laughs> I I said to myself, Okay, yeah, Teddy knows because Teddy's been in that locker room. He's gotten the same message from Bill Belichick as I would have gotten from Bill Parcells. It doesn't matter what exactly. you did yesterday, it matters what you do today. But what I would say in that is he recognized they screwed it up last year, so he made a quick pivot to Bill O'Brien. And you know how Bill is. he He's a tongue-in-cheek guy, even though he's serious. At the same time, when yeah. he knows that he got you by the you-know-whats, he's going to kind of let you know in a different way. So when I heard him say that, I'm like, because he knows his team is going to be better than it was a year ago because of Bill O'Brien. So he's pointing to the last 25 years because he's saying, okay, Y'all been talking all this about me. Watch what happens this year. That's the way I took it.
8: I took it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, that's I can I can I understand that key and, and I'll say this, I don't care what Bill O'Brien's done in the past either. I don't yeah. care how many times he argued with Tom Brady on the sideline either. I mean Billy owes nothing to two thousand twenty three until you put in the work and that's always what Bill would do is like he would be on his coaches too about past successes and everything about moving on and um the players too so it's all about 2023 of the season starting mini camps and all that stuff and uh yeah to to hear him reflect on the last 25 years I mean it's
1: it was surprising. Okay. Mm -hmm. Enough talking about the fourth best team in AFC East. Let's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Teddy. How surprised were you by Lamar Jackson requesting a trade from the Ravens yesterday?
8: You know, Lamar's had an incredible amount of self control in terms of representing himself with his mom and people just having no information, and you can tell how it's been frustrating to all media outlets that there's been nothing coming out of the Lamar camp and just little bits and pieces of whatever he's been putting on Twitter but this was very calculated and very I mean very smart if he asked me that uh, if he wanted to send a message to try and irritate the Ravens organization just as John Harbaugh walking up to the desk at breakfast to talk about the season he tweets that I thought it was it was smart and I think it was it it, it got the message down with almost like a hammer boom, putting it out there about everyone needs to know I want out of Baltimore. And I don't know how it's going to happen in terms of you know him working it out because I think the next sort of um, point of interest is the draft to see if, if it gets done there because that's when teams end up, okay, now we'll start saying what we really mean and doing what we really mean. Uh, everything they're saying right now is a bunch of BS in my opinion. But whenever the draft comes around, if that, if that goes by and Lamar doesn't get moved, then it's going to be a dramatic situation in terms of a distraction for the Baltimore Ravens if Lamar Jackson's on that team.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, that is Teddy Bruschi, ladies and gentlemen, who will tell you exactly what he thinks. that's right teddy i'm just waiting i just want to get back to belichick for one second before we get out of here i can't let i don't think it's unreasonable i I, i'm saying he's he's probably the greatest coach who ever lived (laughs) i don't think it's unreasonable to say now he's entering season 10 as a head coach without tom brady when you count cleveland right he's two games under 500 in that time um he has one playoff win i don't think it's unreasonable to say one of these years He needs to win another playoff game without Tom Brady. Hey, Chad. Shouldn't he win another playoff game? Well, he's got – just
8: like Max, he's got a playoff appearance with Mac Mm -hmm. Jones. Yep, impressive. Um I mean, what else? The Tom Brady injury when I was there in 2008, we went 11 and five and missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker or something like that. Yep. You're, you're right, what you're saying, Max. I mean, I know you're poking the bear a little bit in terms of uh, all Patriots fans I mean... and myself included. But, uh, but uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, the greatest coach of all time. But still, I mean, the success is New England fans. Okay. Like, the New England fans apply pressure is what they do because New England fans really don't care about what you did in the past either. I mean, it means a lot to them, and it, they're generational fans, and they'll always remember those good years. But next year is super important to them, and they want to see him make a commitment and get it done next year also.
2: Yeah, that's why they have a great sports tradition in that neck of the woods. Teddy yeah. Bruschi, yeah. ESPN football analyst. Thank you, Teddy, as always. All right, enjoy the day, Max.
3: <laughs> all right, oh, thanks to Teddy, I will. No, look. Teddy's got to go get in a bucket of
2: bleach right
5: now. <laughs> he feels super simply dirty simply observing after talking to Max.
2: and reporting what I observe. That's all. Yeah, have a point, Max. The parade of former Patriots continues. Devin McCourty is going to join us in about an hour, but coming up next, Packers general manager Brian Guttenkunst said he tried unsuccessfully to reach Rodgers, quote, Many times. We buying this KJM.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast. Featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really,
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Gishan, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: Sounds like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are committed to one another. There's only one issue with that. The Green Bay Packers have not agreed to a trade. To be
3: honest, I got nothing on that one, guys. It takes two to tango, so we respect the process, and uh, whenever it gets done,
4: it'll get done.
5: We can wait. We have got a receiver that he's familiar with. We have got a play caller whom I saw Aaron effusively praise Nathaniel Hackett on how good of a relationship he has with him, so we can wait. You're not getting number one.
2: Keyshawn J. Willamacks were presented by Progressive Insurance. So, this happens in boxing a lot, guys. Fight's not made, right? And both sides will tell you why the fight didn't get made. But oh, we tried to make it, but they really didn't. You could, and then you gotta, then you gotta look at the negotiation to see who you feel was ducking who, right? Whom? Oh, well, they asked for a ridiculous stipulation in the contract. Even when it was agreed to, they still found another reason not to make the fight. That's what this Rodgers situation looks like to me right now between Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and the, and the Packers front office. So we got to read into it a little bit and see who we think was ducking whom, right? Here's Brian Guttenkunst, Packers GM at the press conference. How the Rodgers trade situation unfolded. You're going to hear the question, too. Listen to this.
6: You know, as we got out of the off season or after the season and we we had a good conversation um, and then you know we're, we're going to have some follow up conversations. And our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way, I think at that point, then we just kind of had to, We had to, I had to do my job and kind of
0: reach out and understanding that a trade could be possible uh, and see who was interested, but that shopping was never really part of that. So, so when you gave him that contract extension, you've said publicly your intention was for him to not just play last season, to play beyond that. At what point did it shift to, okay, we need to move on?
6: Yeah, I think so. I think obviously it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations, not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches and everybody. And as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired. So, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to, we had to make some, you know, decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to them where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to to be traded to the Jets.
2: So if he can't reach Aaron Rodgers, I wish the, like the, my follow-up key, Jay, would be, wait, when did you try to contact him? Was it when he was in his darkness retreat, right? Because there are ways where you could be telling the truth, but you know he's not going to be available. So you reach out to him right there, and then, uh, oh, well, we tried. I wish that follow-up would have been asked, because I don't know what's going on here, Key. How do you read this?
3: Well, I you just laid it out. Well, we talked about, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago or whatever it was. You just you just said it. Like, when did you actually make the call? Well, you knew he was going in the cave. Did you make the call during the time he was in the cave multiple times? So we have record on it just in case it comes back in some sort of dispute. You can say, look, I was calling him. I had no idea he was there. I had no idea he didn't use the phone, da, da, da. Because when Aaron Rodgers, if I remember correctly, Aaron Rodgers got out of darkness retreat. He said his phone was blowing up. He had all these messages, and he didn't realize when he went in, he thought everything was cool. When he came out, it wasn't cool. So is that when you, is that when you how tried you to make it? the phone call? That's how I read it. I, I read it as he tr- made the phone call when Aaron Rodgers was in the
1: bunker. Well, so let's let's go back. Okay, Jay. Uh, no, I just want to say, Max. Like, do do you guys really believe? That even if Brian Goodikins had gotten through to Aaron Rodgers, that would have changed Aaron Rodgers' mind. Like to me, like Aaron Rodgers seems like he is a guy that has his convictions in what he wants to accomplish. And every every ounce of me believes that Aaron Rodgers then no longer want to be a Green Bay Packer. See, so that's even a if great Brian Gutekunst had called him or not, it wouldn't have mattered, guys. That's
3: a no, great probably, point, no, Wait, Key. But you know right what? Though, yeah, you're probably right, though, Jay. you probably right. It's
2: like what people say about like LeBron or KD or whoever, a, an NBA superstar who, who clearly is calling some shots, but for whatever reason doesn't want to be seen like the one who's calling the shots, right? It's like here, these two wanted a divorce, but no one wants to take responsibility for it because, Google, oh, no, we tried to call him. We couldn't get through. Remember what Aaron Rodgers told McAfee on March 15th Pat, on the Pat McAfee show? Listen to this.
4: Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want. We want you to retire, Packer. You know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. So that was the information that I was going that was that was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. I got back to my phone after five days off of it. You know, hundred uh, text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there had been a little bit of a shift.
2: So Rodgers is trying to frame it, Jay, like, no, I was thinking about coming back, and they changed their minds. The Packers are trying to frame it like, well, we, kind of, you know, we wanted to talk about it, but he, he, we couldn't get through to him. Why doesn't the new one just take responsibility like, man, I want it out, or, yo, we were ready to move on? I mean, it does feel like
1: a divorce, right? Like, think about, you know, you go through something, that's like, well, this person was – look, my thing is when, some, when somebody breaks up, it's just it is what it is. We had a great run. We had an opportunity to, I won a Super Bowl, you know, I'm going to be in a Hall of Fame. I loved playing there. It's a the team that drafted me. Let's just call it is what it is and move forward. Like, that's what it feels. Instead of this blame game that the media is going to try to make
2: sure that you go back and forth with. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, that really answers the question, like, what's the truth? The truth is, neither one of these two sides was trying to talk Come to each on. other. Come on, I think Aaron Rodgers knew at the end of the season he was out, exactly, and
3: Keith. they were just coming up with a plan, and it allowed them to execute their plan once he decided to go on vacation for a little bit. Yeah. And then they said, okay, we can start the, the process, because he could have very well came out and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to play for the Green Bay Packers. But once the phone calls didn't get answered, and they knew the phone calls wasn't going to get answered, and now they could go ahead And do what they needed to do, which was, we're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, regardless to what he thinks. Because it's time for us to play Jordan
2: Love, because we think Jordan Love is ready to go. Is it possible? Is it possible that the Packers put in a call to Rodgers? He's not in a hurry to get back to them. He's still thinking about something he doesn't know. Like In other words, it was possible that he could have returned. Possible. But but then through these kind of communications and lack lack of timely responses that that it got just got soured and that was the final nail in the coffin?
3: Absolutely. That's yeah. why Gunaku said that he had to do what's best for the organization. He has a job to do. He can't sit around and wait on Aaron Rodgers. But he already had that plan in place. That plan was already in place. It just was probably – the number two plan or the number three plan, where the number one plan was to be able to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and have a real conversation with him about moving on from him. But he took the opportunity when Rodgers went into the bunker. To do it this way A bunker <laughs> Well what do you
2: want me to call it JL <laughs> a bunker A cave well, it's, but, what, but a bunker well, suggests wartime, is... <laughs> And the whole point It seems to me Of a darkness retreat Is like a peaceful Inner Well
3: I can say thing. Darkness retreat I say bunker Because bunker a bunker
1: You're just away from everybody right? yeah. I don't know Also guys There's so much history Of drama here Between these two Max your point Could be correct But it could be that Slight little tick It's like You know I'm just I'm just done Yeah It's this thing that Pushes it over the edge
2: yeah, that's like what it may- felt like. Like maybe you need that to push it over exactly. the edge because in the end Find you're Find something like, to get mad at regardless if it's something to be mad at or not. Hey, who stands to lose more, Ravens or Lamar? KJ on ESPN Radio. Thanks for
1: listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6
2: to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.